Welcome to the Speakers Show and Tell. We're so excited. It's the show designed by speakers for speakers so you can land more speaking engagements, close more from the stages, and build a bigger audience. So did you actually know that on uh, people on LinkedIn um, have the word speaker? There's uh, over 172,000 people in LinkedIn that have the word speaker in their title. So I was curious if you knew how many speaking opportunities there are? Well, let's ask the amazing Miss Michelle Staver. I'm so excited to have you here. You know, I said there was going to be a lot of uh, surprises and gifts in the show. And one of the surprises is that the amazing Michelle Schaefer is going to be co-hosting with me. And so for those of you who don't know Michelle, she reaches massive audience through her being a top 10 blogger and an international speaker. She's done 42 posts in a day. She's mentored more than 15,000 bloggers. She's done uh, over, published over a thousand blog posts. And she's in the all-around amazing, awesome sauce club. So I'm grateful to be co-hosting with her. So welcome, Michelle. Thanks, Sabrina. I I'm excited to be here. Am I Yay! here? Yeah. So how many <laughs> hey. how many speaking opportunities do you think there are out there? Oh, wow. How many speaking opportunities are out there? That would be some kind of trick question, I think. Boy, Million of them, right? Yeah, I think you're right. It's like, so let's see. So if we took 172,000 and put it into a gazillion, carry the one, it's a lot of speaking opportunities for speakers out there. Well, before we, before we get started, we have to do something. We're excited. This is our first show. Woo! Yay! So we're excited that the speakers show and tell is the first every single Wednesday at this time. So you'll have to tune in. So, Michelle, you want to give a preview of what we're going to cover today? Oh, absolutely. Um, that math was pretty hard, though. So let's see. <laughs> a preview of what's to come for today. You know, we've got two speakers that we're going to be bringing on who have both done over 500 speaking engagements. Woo! 500! 500! <laughs> That's crazy, right? Uh, plus, we're going to get to be asking you guys how you're landing speaking engagements. So that's what we've got in store for you today. Well, it does make sense that we, uh, you know, we are speaker show and tell, and it's designed by speakers for speakers. So we'll ask speakers how they're landing their speaking engagements as well. So in between, you're going to have an opportunity. But before we get started, um, I want to just say that our guest that's supposed to be here does not, I don't see him in here. So maybe we'll start with uh, our, our second guest first. Is that okay, Dean? We start okay. with you. I don't know if you can hear us, but we'll have to let him know. We'll have to add him to the broadcast. You know, we are a live show, so things happen from time to time. So we'll see if I can go find our other guest. But Dean, we're going to go ahead and get you started here. We got Dean. Yeah, we got Dean. You're so I'm gonna hide myself, Michelle, so you can go ahead and interview him if that's okay. okay. We we are looking for the other our other speaker guests. So we have amazing people coming on the show, but we just obviously have, are dealing with technology here. It's yeah, gotta love the technology. Technology is always. 
Yes. Well, you know, that's, that's one of the things, Dean, that I thought was so cool about you is you mastered that concept of rolling with it, which is something we've got to do, whether we're you know doing a show like this stage. Amen, my sister. So Amen. a couple of things I wanted to share with the audience about you. Uh, you've got a lot of experience presentations I saw on your site. You have done over 30 presentations. Is that for real? That is absolutely for real. 40 years, mind you. But uh, when you're in the industrial entertainment and presentation field, it's not that difficult to imagine. One year alone, over 4,500 live paid presentations. So it's not difficult to imagine. You're doing, you know, 10, 10, 10 presentations, 365 days in a row, which I have done on several occasions. Uh, it happens quite easily. That's crazy. Well, I saw one of them have a right, 100% snore no more, no doze guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I that mean, is listen. Fantastic. Yeah, if we don't engage our audience, they don't learn. If they don't learn, they don't apply the change. If they don't apply the change, what's the point in us being there? So, of course, it has to be interesting, effective, engaging. Uh, so it has to be fun. And if it's not fun, then, you know, right? What's the point? <laughs> right. So, you know, you've got an interesting What got you started giving uh, presentations and well, I actually started as a professional performer in that, uh, you know, magician, hypnotist, game show host, radio and television, that sort of thing. And uh, even from when I was five, I was doing uh, musicals and productions and uh, presenting magic and getting paid by inviting kids onto my porch and charging them 25 to 50 cents a person to come see the magic show, you know. <laughs> so I was a ham. So you the, figured from, out the monitor was born. early. Oh yeah, early, early. Yeah, I have, I have no pride. <laughs> okay. So, advice would you give somebody who's either just starting out in speaking or just side of things, um, of how to look at that kind of the perspective? Sure. I, I would say obviously first you have to find lots and lots and lots. Did I say lots? I meant lots. Lots of places to be bad, right? You got to go have a place because you don't want to. You know, no, none of us walked out, uh, you know, uh, popped out of the womb, a, uh, you know, a 200 pounds, six foot two professional platform presenter, right? It just doesn't happen, right? So, okay. we and believe me, we were all, I was awful as a kid, right? And, and just through sheer volume of experience and doing it uh, was the best training ground ever, just doing any place and every place, whether I whether I got paid or not at the, in the early stages, again, you know, how much can you charge when you're, you know, five to 15 years old, uh, doing this thing. And of course you don't have to make much of a living. So, uh, thanks to mom and dad, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just find a great place to it be bad and you'll get good, better, better than good and best and so on. All right. So for your experience, learning to say yes, to every opportunity you get as, as practice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's, yeah, obviously, you know, there's, there's really no point in doing this if, uh, you know, again, none of us pop out a professional presenter. We gotta, we gotta build our chops up over time. So that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's not, that's not new information by any stretch. It's a good 
though to remember everybody oh, starts somewhere. Um, right. You know, you, you talked about when you're five and you're doing it, the parent you're not looking to, you know, support your family or or really the of a legacy at that point. So where you're at now, though, where you're doing this a year, how do you manage work and, and keep up and keep your energy up for that many presentations? Ooh, I love that question because the good news is I get to do what I love. So, uh, you know, my work is my life and my life is my work to some degree. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a performer, for instance, I could spend an hour and give people a, you know, a one hour respite, you know, escape from their day, give them a little, you know, encouragement. But in that same hour as a professional presenter, I can change their life forever. So to me, it wasn't even a question as to whether uh, whether I was going to be a performer or presenter. Now, do I leverage my magic in my presentations? Of course, because that's part of the sort of the engagement, mm-hmm. right? So you get people engaged and, and yeah. what a great visual metaphor that, that magic can be. So um, I'm not doing 30,000 presentations. I'm not doing 4,000 presentations a year anymore. Um, it was a great experience. I would not trade it for the for the world. Uh, it's just, you know, obviously I spend most of my time serving people right here, sleep in my own bed at night, uh, either creating my own events or uh, serving people virtually like this. Or uh, when I do travel, it's it is f- few and far between anymore. So. For to get you on the road, huh? Right. Exactly. And I love traveling. Uh, it's, you know, get paid to do what we love, right? Yeah. So brought up with the many presentations a year is that for you, it sounds like it energizes you to be able to get on stage and have that moment where you know you're contributing to change, really helping the audience have a shift. And one of the things, look at your site that I wanted to ask you about was your VSIC. Success. You've got uh, a unique perspective on how to really. So, do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, this is my passion. I believe this is the key, the three VIP keys to success. That if you leverage this in your business, that everything will radically transform. Our core covenant vow in our coaching groups is never leave the site of a human interaction without creating value. And that is the first key in the three step VIP process. Add value that generates impact or results for others. And then you share in the profits and profits, obviously are emotional, spiritual, relational, intellectual, and of course, as business owners, financial. So yes, we want to create value first and foremost. Listen, if I were to help you get what you want and uh, let's say I help you make an extra, I don't know, hundred thousand dollars over the next month or two as a direct result of the programs, processes, principles that I happen to share with you, would you be willing, as I created that value for you, over and above what you're already making, by the way, would you be willing to share in a percentage Mm -hmm. of the proceeds of that result, reward me for the result that I helped you generate? Most people say, sure, I'd do that in a heartbeat, right? (laughs) Great approach, yes. (laughs) Love that, okay, so the first key is really delivering value. And, and deliver value that generates impact. If you're not creating impact for others, that is the result. And that's not value that generates impact for you. So it's not about creating value so you get the gig. 
It's about creating value so you right. generate a result. So they have no choice. It becomes financially irresponsible for them not to say yes to you and your opportunity to speak, preach, teach, nag, help them get what they want, right? And then, of course, there's the profit, which is all the stuff that we do mm -hmm. to help them get the result. So it really is simple. Add value. And it's a different way, by the way, of doing business. Uh, most of us tend to try to book a gig and we have, I'm not saying we don't have hearts. We do. We definitely want, but if we don't get the gig, we can't help people. That's the, sort of the, the thinking. Right. But I think if we produce results in advance for our, for our folks, then in turn, they will have uh, a greater desire to want to bring us on board and work with them as a coach or as a speaker, or as a mentor, or as whatever we happen to, however we happen to serve. I love that because that really does tie into two other things that I think all speakers want is number one, we want to get invited back after that first time. And if we do deliver that value that's impactful for people, they're going to want you back on their stage. And you mentioned coaching and mentoring and some of the other things that a lot of us do as part of our business. So when we can show up on stage and deliver those results in advance for people, they're excited to find out what's the next step I can take with you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, okay. So over after. the years, so, mm -hmm. sorry about that. We have a before, during, and after. So we help them before. And then, of course, the presentation. And then we support them afterwards. So we're not a hit and run speaking opportunity for us. But and again, everybody's model is different. It is. But that's why we're here is to learn what's working for speakers like you who really do have it figured out. Some of these pieces that when we're just getting started, there's things that we don't even know to ask. Right. Or to think about. So I appreciate sure. you sharing your, your knowledge and what's worked for you. So over the years, you've booked a lot of speaking gigs. What would you say are the biggest missed opportunities or mistakes you see newer speakers and maybe even experienced ones? making when it comes to how they approach getting booked to get on stage? Well, I think you touched on it already. I think that is the multiple modalities in which we can absolutely serve people at a greater level. Look, no offense, I don't care how good you are. I don't care if you're Tony Robbins. Uh, you can only do so much in you know, an hour or 90 minutes that you happen to have with them. You can't transform their lives, voila, right? Uh, you can give them uh, insight. You can give them strategies and skills that they can use literally before they walk out the door that day. But ultimately, there has to be transformation, some change. So if we're not creating that, that being that agent of change, then again, no offense. I think I think we need to examine how we serve our audiences on a consistent, persistent basis. Now, that's a great point because as an attendee, I know I go to events, I get all excited, I have this huge list and all these aha moments, and then you get home. And if you don't have the support and the accountability to keep moving forward with it, it stays in the binder from the event sometimes. And I know that's not what we want our effect on audiences to be. Yeah, that is huge. So where would you suggest it is? And, and it's something that really is the cornerstone to how you grow a business out of speaking. Because as, as you've got your model in place, it's definitely more than just your hour on stage. Yeah, absolutely. I have a awesome. little bit different model so, and approach. Uh, mm -hmm. If you want to ask, go ahead and ask. I'm here to serve you. So, No, I would, I would love to hear about your model and approach to it because that's something right. that so many new speakers are trying to figure out. Sure. Um, over the years, um, I've focused my business on, on this super simple premise, this VIP idea. So one way when I, when I get the opportunity to talk to some groups and organizations and they want to 
presenter or speaker, and the, the dreaded B word comes up, right? You know, the budget, dum, 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 right? <laughs> so, so I usually present them with two options. I say we have one of two options, uh, the option where you pay me or the option where I pay you. Which would you like to discuss first? And oftentimes, I'm guessing say, oh, they say oh, the one where you pay them. Right? So, uh, so we'll work okay. with, uh, for instance, we'll create an event, we'll produce an event in which a local charity or a series of local, the food bank, the Boys and Girls Club, Make-A-Wish, uh, you know, American Cancer Society, anyway, and a number of these groups and organizations who have leverage and influence can reach out to their core constituents and say, hey, we're doing this thing, here's some free tools and resources from Dean or from whoever, and, uh, and then, uh, hey, you know, after all, we create some value for them. Again, adding value first, it generates real impact. And then we invite them to come to a live half-day, full-day, or multi-day event in your area. And knowing full well that for every uh, attendee, there's a percentage of the results that gets uh, designated to those groups, causes, organizations. So I make my money by helping nonprofit groups and organizations make massive money. So... I get to sleep Love really that. well at night and I get to reach people who otherwise are very good to these nonprofit groups and organizations, uh, donors and benefactors and things like that. So I get to serve them instead of saying, hey, you know, just donate because it's a good cause. I love that. That's such a unique approach. Yeah, it really is. Very cool. So where where do you start when you're and at this point i'm sure your calendar stays full from people coming to you but when you were getting started where did you look for speaking opportunities um was it local places were you looking online where would somebody start to find their first opportunities well uh when i first started there was no online <laughs> so that's kind of a nice oh. uh distinction it was that's, always that's you know We've heard that we've heard the phrase B to B, B to C, you know, business to business to business, business to government, business to consumer. I think that's a flawed model. I think it's all P to P, people to people. And so where I start looking and where I coach my family of members to start looking immediately is we've already heard the phrase fresh, uh, low hanging fruit, right? I, I liken it to fresh fruit on the ground. It's the fruit that is so ripe that has literally fallen to the ground. All you have to do is reach out and touch it. So you'd be surprised in your own personal sphere of access and influence. You have people who are uh, either have the ability or know somebody who has the ability to engage you at some level, and especially as a, as a, as a uh, okay. emerging speaker or presenter. So it's nice to be able to say, you know, literally, hey, mom, who do you know? Hey, brother. Hey, uh, neighbor. Hey, friend. Hey. And here's another thing. Listen, if you do business with anybody, you pay them on a rate, whether it's your haircut, whether it's your automotive mm -hmm. repair, whether whatever it is, um, if they're not willing to at least consider listening to you and doing business back with you, listen, I'll find a new barber. I'll find a new uh, person because I listen I do business with you on a consistent persistent basis would you be willing to at least hear mm -hmm. me out and make a recommendation or referral mm -hmm. or do you know somebody or do uh, yeah you might be, have a barber's association that I could come and present for or again I'm not saying I'm going to get a gig but there's a lot we know more than we know we just don't access we have a tendency to think we got to go out there on social media and out to the world and market to people we've never met before why 
Yeah. Why don't you start with the people who already know, like, and trust you, who've even voted with their wallets like in your that. direction, hired you, say, hey, you hired me last time. What about next year? What about another opportunity? What about friends and people you know? How mm -hmm. can I help you help them? So on and so forth. I love that. So for you, it really starts with your personal network of mm -hmm. friends and family, people you know, and then people you're doing business with, and then asking them, who do you know that I could speak for? Yep. Okay. I love that. Okay. So once you've gone and, and kind of went around to everybody in that personal sphere, where do you go next from that? So for people who have a little more experience, they've been saying yes to all of those opportunities and maybe they're looking to shift into keynotes or paid opportunities. What would be the transition process there? Yeah. Well, obviously as we mature as presenters, our business is maturing at the same time or very, uh, we hope it is. And so that means that people have in fact voted with you with their wallets. They've hired you at some level. If it was a, you know, a $500 presentation or a $5,000, whatever was previous to where you are right now. So what a great way. And, you know, once again, reach out to them and saying, you know, I would love absolutely door the opportunity to serve you again. Or if you know somebody who did you like what I did? And, you know, assuming you're applying some of the basic business premises and principles of follow up and follow through, and it's not a hit and run business that you're actually serving them on a regular basis, go figure, huh? that uh, you should be able to reach out to them. And I, Listen, people have paid me hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'll go to the movie with. They invite me over to their, their house for Hanukkah. I'll invite them over to my house for Christmas. We'll have a great time. We'll go to the movies together because they're relationships. Listen, if all we did in our business was serve people as if they were our very best friend, we wouldn't market to them. We wouldn't manipulate them. We wouldn't unduly influence. We just simply serve them. We'd simply help them get more of what they want, need, desire, and deserve. There's no more sales involved in this process. If I can help you, I'll help you. If I need to recommend or refer you to somebody who can, in fact, help you in a more appropriate fashion, I'll do that. So my job, our job, I believe, is to serve and help them get results. We're in the results business, not the speaking business, not the marketing of speaking business, but the results business. You get, you generate results for people, they will, they will reward you for those results in a heartbeat. I love that. Down what you said, we help people get what they want, need, desire, and deserve. That is such a great way to express that because it is about the results people get when you show and deliver the message that you're here to share with that perspective. Okay, so when it comes to, uh, you, you mentioned you've got, you know, beforehand, afterhand follow-up. For somebody who's who's new, and they've been doing the, okay, this is my hour on stage, and, and then I'm done, maybe a few steps they could take to start having some of that follow-up so they're getting asked back. Well, obviously, way number one is they can certainly go deeper. Obviously, we should know our content well enough that, you know, an hour is just an icing on the cake, a sort of tip, tip of the iceberg, as it were. If for whatever reason you're not fully flushed out yet and you don't have product, service, solutions, coaching, all that kind of stuff that, that some have evolved into uh, along with their speaking business, then certainly you can leverage. I can go to Sabrina and say, hey, listen, uh, you know, here's a, here's a process that Sabrina does excellently and supremely. I would love to position you guys together and, you know, and maybe I include part of my speaking fee to offset some of the, 
basic expenses of having her come on board and give a one hour training after the event and bring Michelle on and talk about her area of expertise and genius and work with people uh, in a network of people. Listen, I don't, here's what I care about. I care about them and their results. If I can't help them get it, then I'm going to position Michelle or I'm going to position Sabrina or I'm going to position Joel Bauer. Or I'm going to position whoever else because I want their results because ultimately mm -hmm. that's all we get rewarded for. If you don't believe me, Try showing up at your job or any other place and don't deliver results. See how long you get to stay there. Yeah, that that I'm guessing wouldn't work out so well. <laughs> Wait a minute, something for you. So, so <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> okay, you went for best sound effect of the day. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and that is so true. Sometimes we forget that the basic principles that kind of work everywhere in the world apply to the speaking business as well. And if you're showing up delivering value and results, that's going to continue to build your business because they're going to refer you to others. Others are going to want you on their stages as well. So as you shifted from kind of the different things you've done over the years, what has been your favorite type of presentation to give and why? Ooh, that's an interesting question because the good news is, again, I get to do what I absolutely love and adore and it, and it uh -huh. hopefully impacts people in a, in a powerful and positive way. Uh, I love teaching and I love, so for me, the proof in the pudding is the results that other people get. So I could get up for an hour and inspire and air quotes, motivate people. Or I could generate transformation instead and see significant change in their business bottom line, their lives, their cult, whatever it is, their, their community or corporate culture, whatever it happens to be. So my favorite thing is obviously I love to engage the audience and I'm a professional weirdo. So, um, so I, uh, I, I <laughs> that, that I, wasn't on your speaker sheet. I don't think oh, professional weirdo. Uh, so <laughs> I, I engage people. Right. So I'll use magic. I'll use the ton of other what I call fire starters or, you know, things that get their imagination mm -hmm. on fire for what we're doing. And, you know, even uh, even. Uh, oh, here's one for you. Here's one for you. I wasn't planning this. OK, I'm going to write three letters down and. Uh, OK. And I'm going to and I'm going to I'm going to write them down right here. You, you can't see it just yet. And by the way, this one particular strategy has made me over six figures uh, for, and it's three letters. That's all. Nothing more. No complicated strategy. Three letters. And you're probably wondering what it is. All I want you to do is when I show it to you, I, I just wondering. want you to read the three letters. Ready? Here we go. Okay. I Y Q. I like you too. Oh, how sweet. We just met and you already <laughs> like me. Okay. So now that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Seems silly, right? Uh, but listen, imagine you go up into a, uh, at the front of the room or you go at a live networking situation, or you're just meeting somebody for the first time and you have that on your little name tag right here. And it says, it says Dean, and then in bold letters says I like you. What's that say? I like you. Oh, I like you too. Isn't that so much better than I? I'm Dean. I'm here to amaze, amuse, confound, confuse, and otherwise entertain you. Or wouldn't that? Isn't that better? Because then you start out with instant rapport. I won't go into the, all the psychology, but when you say that, like it or not, you have a deeper liking for me than 
even if I didn't show you those three letters. It's weird and it's uncanny, but it's a fact. Now I created a micro experience. We call that being a CEO or chief experience officer. Instead of coming up and saying, telling me how great I am or, you know, starting with a, you know, story, say, what's that say? I like you. I like you too. Oh, how sweet. Now I think I, Sabrina, I don't know if you can hear me. I think I lost audio here for a second. I'm not sure if, if Be Live is. Uh... Can you hear me, Sabrina? Yes, I lost. We lost Dean for a second there. We lost his audio. Can you hear me? <laughs> Do you know how to sign? Do you know sign language, Dean? <laughs> get that whiteboard out. Let's get you to like right. <laughs> I like you too. I like you too. <laughs> That's funny. Did we lose? Oh, and now I've lost Michelle. The glory of being live. Isn't it exciting? And we still can't get our other guest on. So, okay, let's see. Pick a card. Oh, I'm thinking of a card. Thinking of a number. You want me to think of a card? Okay, I'll write it down. Okay. I love this. This is a show for people who might be mute or tell me. Oh, tell what is uh, Queen of Hearts? Yeah, I see it. You're blurry, but I see it. I still can see. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's my card. I see it in there. Very clever. <laughs> ah. Well, this is really fun. We've we've lost Michelle. Uh, we've lost sound on Dean, and uh, that's the glory of doing a live show. But um, what I loved is I, there was a couple things that I really loved. There's a, a few nuggets that I gained from you that I thought were just genius. Uh, I, I love tying it to the nonprofit, creating a cause, um, doing something out you've add, add, added value. That was like um, amazing, and I love the whole idea of like when you do a speaking engagement that you actually add value before you even get there. And it's something that I experienced with you because it was like, you keep asking me, what can I do? How can I be in service? And you know, it makes you really wanna, as a producer, you wanna like really do more for that speaker as well. So it creates that whole uh, law of reciprocity, I guess is what they call it. Where they wanna give back to you, right? You can't give a lot of uh, things. So here's what we're gonna do is, um, we, we are uh, obviously a brand new show. We're just getting started and in, in uh, today we were gonna talk about landing uh, speaking engagements. And, you know, one of the things that happened um, for me since I can't hear you, Dean, so I'm just going to have you be my nodding head, I guess, for today. Is that okay? Um, one of the things I, I was able to do as a speaker, and I was a relatively new speaker, was um, I ended up running into a friend of mine, Henry DeVries, and he was running into a speaking engagement. I was running into a speaking engagement. And uh, we were in the same venue. And I, and I said to him, hey, Henry, I'm like, um, as a joke, I said, you know, when you're done, we should just switch and do a two for one, right? And so it was like a light bulb clicked on my head and I thought, wait, 
a minute, he's speaking at all these places that I've never heard of and vice versa. So we ended up getting to um, having lunch and we brought a couple other speaker friends and we started sharing where we had spoken in the local area. And we ended up coming up with a list of 50 uh, different speaking engagements. And so we thought, well, hey, you know, what if we invited more speaking speakers to the to the uh, a lunch and what we might be able to accomplish? So that's what we started to do. We started to like just uh, really refer each other in and we started to share speaking engagements with one another. And lo and behold, the list got bigger and bigger. Well, one of the things that I did was I, I sent a, an email out to every single one of them, letting them know that I was actually a paid speaker and that I'd love to be able to come and speak to their group for free. So uh, I, I just said I'd waive my speaking fee. And I booked like 40 speaking engagements in three months. And then in the year, I, sp I booked over 100. And they were all free, which was great. And I generated a ton. So I'm going to add Michelle back into the group now since I see her there. But um, you know, there's lots of ways yes, I to can hear you. We, I, well, we can't hear Dean, so he's like our he's gonna be our quiet, like, you know, head nodder. <laughs> I just lost Sabrina. Oh, you can't hear me? Hear me? Yep. Okay, you can't hear me. Oh there, now I can hear you again. Uh oh. And Technology. I'm, so, I'm so loud. <laughs> I mean, if you can't hear me, that's a problem. So let me just show you. Uh, I know technology, I always say technology is like a wild Mustang. You just never know what it's going to do. So you just have to go along for the wild ride. That's all you can do these days. Just hang on. Yeah. So Michelle, I know you're an international speaker. How have you been able to land speaking engagements? Oh, gosh. So, you know, I loved what Dean shared because some of those are as well for me uh, because I'm been the most aggressive about that piece of my business uh, come through referrals and speaking with people one know that's having an event well what's the event's topic who's the audience we have and is there somewhere that I fit in with something that I can deliver that's a value event planners are a great resource for me when I let them know hey I'm available to speak on these topics they connect me with the rights just that that people to people networking um, has been what's worked well for me. That's awesome. You know, one of the speakers that I, I ran across that uh, I thought was really clever, they would find out what speaking in, uh, um, opportunities were ha happening in their backyard, so conventions and, um, you know, different things like Dean's and Reno. So there's got to be just a ton of stuff over there. But they would find out and they would contact the producer and say, hey, listen, in case you have a last-minute cancellation, I'm here, I'm ready, I have my clothes pressed, and I can go ahead and show up and here's my topics, but I have a variety of them uh, and just let me know. And and they were mm -hmm. able to land a ton because, you know, speakers do cancel at the last minute or like in our case, uh, unfortunately, our speaker couldn't get on to the technology. And, you know, that happens from time to time. So you just uh, it's really nice. And, and you talked about adding value, Dean. It's like that's a great way to add value is when you have someone that you can actually you know, put in there that it, that can come in and swinging, swinging out of the gates, as they say, or is that right? No, that's not right. But anyway, I think I combined a couple little, um, you know, different pieces. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I know, I'm sure you have this conversation with, you know, I do of 
have your things ready to go. Have your speaker sheet done, know your intro, know your topics, have your presentations ready. So when you get a last minute opportunity, you're not having to either say no because you don't have stuff together or say, oh, let me see if I can do it. And then rushing to pull a presentation together when you're ready or as you know, my daddy was a preacher. So he used to quote the be instant in season and out of season idea. Um, when you're ready for that opportunity, you'll find a lot more of them show up as well. Yeah, it's true. You know, just being prepared is, you know, the, the model of the Boy Scout, I think they say is be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. Exactly. I was never a Boy Scout, so I just want to let everybody know that. But, um, you know, it is it is kind of interesting. I hung out with a lot uh, of former Boy Scouts. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear, you know, just how much that applies in, in the speaker world. The same thing goes when you're, you know, going to give a really great presentation or, you know, Dean always is talking about adding value um, is how preparation is the key in everything we do as speakers. So, you know, even even this show, like just to give you a little behind the scenes, it's Michelle and I, you know, actually went through and, and went through what we wanted to cover today. And even sometimes the best laid out plans like fall apart. And that's OK, because we know where we're going uh, or we think we know we're going. And so we can just lead people through that. You know, what are, what are some other ideas, uh, uh, Michelle? Because I know that you've got that, you know, you've got an, an unbelievable reach online, which is really incredible with uh, through your blog. And Dean, if you can type in your um, the I have a whole list of different websites, but I'd love for people to be able to continue to to continue the conversation with sound um, with you. So if you if you want to type something in that we can, you know, certainly um, and I have your website so I can pull them for you. Uh, if you or you can write them on your whiteboard, which is really clever. I've got to get one of those. I've decided because if we ever lose our sound again. Oops, yeah, that's I, awesome. Yeah, if we if we lose our sound again, we, we can, can just write on the whiteboard. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny? So, um, you know, with with your blog, are are you finding that um, because of the blogging opportunities, are those opening up speakers? So, as an author, do you think that's you know and an more of a speaking opportunity for you? Oh, definitely. Both both doing a blog and a podcast or something that have led to opportunities for me because one of the things that people are looking for you on stage to speak is either can you help fill a room so part of the value we bring is also bringing people with us or uh, what's the value you're going to deliver are you really going to be comfortable on stage are you going to be able to deliver something that as dean said is transformational for the audience and when somebody can go to your blog or watch a video like see okay this person is comfortable on camera. They're able to articulate their thoughts. They can bounce back and forth despite technology or you know other issues. Or, or an event coordinator is going to have more confidence that they can put you on stage and trust you're going to be a professional and show up and deliver for them. So there's that aspect of it that helps. There's also really the subject matter part of it. You know, Dean mentioned we should all know our stuff. That if somebody says, hey, can you jump on stage right now? You've got 30 minutes to explain X or to, to talk about this particular thing. We should be able to go, awesome, 30 minutes. I'm gonna talk about these three things. This is what'll help the audience. And when we know our stuff and can do that, it makes everything a lot easier, right? And so by changing content and putting my thoughts out there, I have a lot of content to draw from, but it's also easier for somebody else to come and see, okay, I can put her on stage to talk about content marketing or social media. She knows her stuff. She's going to have something valuable to share. So it's absolutely helped me with speaking opportunities. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. I've been on both sides. I've been the producer of shows and, and I've also been the speaker. And so, you know, as a 
when you put it, when you ask the speaker to come in, you know, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes you think, oh my gosh, is everyone going to end up in the parking lot? You know, like beating me with these sticks because the speaker was so bad. It's like your biggest fear. You know, you think, oh my goodness, you know, like, please let the speaker be amazing. And then I've been on the flip side and it was funny uh, uh, about, oh, it must've been like three years ago. I had a lady for three years. She vetted me to speak at her, um, at her, in, at her event. And, you know, it was like a, they had 125 uh, women, uh, you know, business owners in the room. It was an amazing speaking event, but I'd never had someone vet me so, so much. I mean, she came to see me speak. She went and did reviews online. She had me produce like 10 references, you know, and, it, and I thought, wow, if every producer went through that to, to make sure the speaker who's standing on the stage is actually delivering, that would be phenomenal. And, and really, as, as a speaker, it made me want to over deliver for her anyway, because I didn't want to let her down. You know, I think that's our, as a speaker, your biggest fear is to let the producer or the audience down as well. So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on, on it doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> there's always like, and I, in a yeah, good way, pressure in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, it is something you're right. Speaker who gets up there and I may not have Dean's 100% no snore. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be the speaker who's on the stage putting the audience to sleep. And one of the things we talked about, no like and trust. I talk with my clients frequently about that we're looking at that the wrong way sometimes. It's not just about getting the audience to know, like, and trust us. It's can they see, can they feel that we know, like, and trust them? Are we projecting from stage that, hey, I get you, I understand what you're struggling with, and I can help you, here's the solution. Because if we focus on that, then we're not gonna be the speaker that's putting the audience to sleep. Uh, we can't steal Dean's guarantee, but maybe, you know, 99% uh, guarantee of, of I've had a couple people. I we were talking about hecklers the other day. I actually had someone fall asleep one time, and 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 uh, one of the other speakers. I thought this was hysterical. He said, "You know, I didn't take offense to someone falling asleep because I thought, well, hey, if the guy's really needing a nap, then I'm glad I could provide that opportunity for him. But I don't. I took an offense. I thought, oh my gosh, I put this person to sleep. So I just put my hand on them and actually made them part of." like the presentation like what do you think you know like <laughs> but i thought oh my gosh I, I i've never had anyone fall asleep on me <laughs> it was oh my. i know oh my it's, goodness it's very you know the wonderful world is speaking. situations like that are well and it's it's tough to know sometimes when you're on stage how do you react when that kind of thing happens or when you see certain people in the audience disengage i've seen speakers handle it all sorts of different ways some of them will yeah. go down and actually wake the person up i've seen that during that speaker's presentations uh yeah. you know and there's there's so many different ways to look at it but i guess you know if the person needed a nap and, and you were able to deliver value in that way might not quite have been the plan but yeah <laughs> it's exactly all about perspective right yeah. Well, Dean, you've been so gracious, and I always love that. Like, talk about like things not working the way that you wanted them to. We didn't fall asleep on you, so that was good. That we did not break, and it was a hundred percent, you know, guarantee that we did not fall asleep on you. But um, I'd love for people to know where to find you, and I think you wrote it on your board. So if you could, can you hold that up, and we'll type it into the comments as well, and and that way we everyone can get in, keep the conversation going with you. I'd love that. So he'll type that on the board. I'm gonna plug my computer in because my computer's starting to fall asleep on me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have a plug in, I got a low battery warning. Cool. I, I didn't oh. have a plug in, I got a low battery warning. 
I see he gave right. us a couple of links in chat as well, so we can uh, we can copy and paste oh, these over awesome. for people. He's actually got a couple of gifts. There's more than one. Woo! Hey, we got gifts. Look at I love gifts. We love we love gifts. We got gifts, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Dean, which one do you want us to send people to first? Is it, is it on your, your board there? Okay. So we've got Michelle. Moneymakingmarketingmagic.com. Moneymakingmarketingmagic.com. Free Facebook group where you can go join, interact with him, learn more about his 30,000 speaking engagements uh, from five-year-old magician to where he's at now. Uh, we've also got a free gift for you of training. If you go to thedeanofsuccess.com forward slash success. Thedeanofsuccess.com VIP success. You'll find a free gift from Dean over there. And his main website, you may have guessed, is thedeanofsuccess.com. Yay. Well, that was so nice. Dean, you're always a giver. I always appreciate you being there. So I think what we're going to do is we'll hide you since we can't see you, but we'll hide you. And, and, and thank you for being here and being so uh, wonderful. I think we're going to evaluate our new platform for next week. So thank you for being a trooper. And I, I know you and I talked about this before, too. Uh, I know you've had. I, in fact, I've seen a couple speakers actually struggle with um, with the application. So, you know, that's OK. That's how you find new stuff that works better. And and we just keep trying. Right. We never give up. But we'd love to have you back again. So thank you for well, being here. And and we'll look forward to talking with you a little bit a little bit later. Thanks, Dean. You know, I, I love Sabrina. This kind of ties into one of the concepts he shared, which is just say yes to opportunities so you can learn and continue to improve. And yeah. if you're, you're not great yet, then just be bad, but be on stage and get the practice and the opportunity. So, you know, technology may not always cooperate, but the same is true of something like this. You just get started and give it a shot and roll with it. I think you're right. You know, it's, 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 uh, I, that's exactly how I got into speaking, actually. And I think a lot of people who are speakers that are, are looking to start, like, where do I start with my first speaking engagement? And they think they everything has to be perfect. I can tell you flat out that that's how I got into speaking. I wasn't perfect. I had an ebook. A lady called me up and said, hey, I, I love your ebook. Can you come speak mm -hmm. to my group? And I said yes to opportunity, as Dean says. And um, lo and behold, uh, I, I sweated. I, I don't think I've sweated that much um, in, in, in like an, in a presentation ever. And I was so scared. I just remember like shaking the whole entire time. And I thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to stone me in the parking lot. <laughs> but they, she was great. And I actually ended up landing more speaking engagements from it. And I, li I lived to tell about it, which is, you know, I think that was the most frightening thing I've ever done. That's important. Yeah. I think giving birth was actually easier yeah. than doing my first speaking engagement because it was so frightening. <laughs> That is an interesting comparison to think about. You know, the, the first time I actually got on stage in an event, I was in the bathroom losing my lunch before <laughs> I went on stage because I was so nervous. So I had that same reaction. And you know the funny thing? Because I'm there, you know, in my own head of terrified to go on stage. I hear somebody in the bathroom stall next to me. The person who had just come off the stage was having the same exact experience. <laughs> That's great. So we sat and went, yeah, a lot of us have those stories of 
this is not a comes naturally to us thing. Like Dean said, nobody is born, uh, what he says, 6'2", and, and with a commanding stage presence. It takes us time to figure it out and get there. And we just do that by saying yes to opportunity and continuing to strive to just deliver value and improve. It's so true. And, you know, before I was a speaker, I got to watch lots of speakers. And, you know, you make a mental note of what you like, you don't like. And, uh, and then you just I think, you know, it comes with practice. It's like riding a bike or, you know, riding a bike for me the first time was a terrifying experience. I was like praying my dad would let go of the bike. And I think I wrecked because I was so busy looking behind me to, you know, make sure he wasn't letting go. And and I think the same thing goes with speaking. It's like we we think everything has to be in ordered. We have to be polished. But the reality of it is, is what you said. We just have to know our stuff. You know, we have to be so in tune with who we are and what we know, what our expertise is that, you know, that's really what people are wanting to know anyway. They want to know what we know and how they can we can help them. And then I loved your other point, too, about just being really in touch with with the audience. What, what are their challenges? What are they going? What's keeping them up at night and being in touch with that? I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Are you? Yeah, um, I'm not. At oh, maybe it's the voices in my head. <laughs> I think work on that. <laughs> okay, well, I know we've got a couple more gifts. Yes, uh, we, we, have, we have. Do you have your we little have. I can't see. Uh, we have another gift. So I'm really excited. Uh, uh, Joel Bauer uh, is the Joel mentor's Bauer. mentor, and he's literally trained 1,900 of the top speakers, top income producing speakers, authors, coaches, consultants, and marketers in the world. And he is giving everybody who watches the show uh, a gift. And you actually get to be able to be trained with him for two days live. And he's going to walk you through step by step what, what his top speakers have paid thousands of dollars to access. He's going to give it to you for free. And you're going to be able to access it. And let me tell you something. I've been to this event. And the event is not one of those sellsies events. In fact, there's very, there's no selling. There's no selling involved. And you'll actually be able to come and train. You'll walk away knowing the exact moves you need to make to implement as a speaker to actually become, um, you know, to differentiate yourself in the marketplace and really become a top producing speaker. So, and I don't know anybody better than Joel to close. And if anybody else does, I, I'd love to know who the who they think the top closers are in the world. But if you go to Joel Bauer Speaks, dot com excuse me joel bauer speakers.com and we'll post the link in there for you but it's joel bauer speakers.com um all you have to do is that there's no catch you just have to give an application it does have to get approved because he's very particular who who he has in the audience and you'll actually get to go to see him uh today live his next event is march 24th 25th it's in uh weston lax at los angeles so pretty exciting so that's really exciting. And then Michelle, I think you have a gift, don't you? That, that is a fantastic gift. Well, we do, we have one more gift. Let me uh, scroll to the right part in our notes here. So uh, let's see, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, so <laughs> we've got one more gift for you guys today. And that is, Sabrina, do you wanna tell them or should I, what they have an opportunity to be featured on? Well, it's up to you. I, I'm more than happy. You know, I love gifts, so I don't mind. I love sharing. You know that I love. Sh I love sharing gifts. <laughs> yeah, it, it, You're like, excited about the gifts. Yeah, they're fun Michelle, to give away I, because yeah, they're things that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we have a delay. It's okay. 
But I was just going to jump in and say there are things that we know will be helpful for you guys in building your businesses. What Sabrina said about Joel's event, when you've got somebody who is successful with this, who can mentor you at things like she mentioned of how do you differentiate yourself? How do you stand out? You know, that's one thing that you can see the, that through the camera it comes across that Dean has differentiated himself, his personality, who he is, how he shows up comes out. And when you've got somebody like Joel who can teach you, how do you identify what that is about you? How do you bring it out and really present it on stage? And so much more that he can teach you during an event like this. That makes us excited to be the ones who connect yeah. you with opportunities like that so that you can grow your business. Well, and, and really about the last, you know, the last gift, it's really, um, this is our show. This is the first show we're doing. And, you know, um, if I know anything about Michelle and if you know anything about me, we like momentum and we're, we're like a rolling stone down that hill. We're just gathering momentum like crazy. <laughs> so what we'd love to do is if you have something special that if you're a speaker and you've done something that you think that other speakers would really like to learn from, we'd love to have you as a guest on, on this show. And we have some amazing speakers lined up. I mean, I am just, I just like pinch myself uh, the fact that I get to co-host with you, number one, Michelle, that was like a whoo. And then now that we have all these amazing people coming, but if you have, if, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is share this. Please share this. Click the share button and share this this live Facebook live and put the hashtag speaker show and tell. All spelled out hashtag speaker show and tell. And then all you have to do is go to speakershowandtell.com and there's a, a groovy little form that you'll fill out and it'll be like a questionnaire. So you can tell us how we can highlight you the best in the show and then we'll pick somebody. So you have to have two things. You have to be able to share the show and see your hashtag and then you have to go and fill out the, the form. So we'd love for you to do that. We're excited to have you and uh, please come back because every Wednesday at the same time, same place, we're going to be doing this Facebook Live. And Michelle, do you want to talk a little bit about our next guest? Did I catch you off guard? I know uh, we, had, we had a specific oh, way we were going to do this, but yeah. I think we've thrown that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> we threw the nose I, can, I can do that. I'm excited about next week's guest. We're going to keep the conversation going on. How do you land speaking engagements for yourself? So we have an expert coming in next week, so make sure you write on your calendar. Going to be here next week, same time, same place. Uh, we have somebody coming in on how to leverage to generate more speaking engagements. Cheryl Rosh is going to be spilling the beans on how you can really use the Toastmasters uh, organization to build your speaking business. And Gail Watson is going to be on to share how to utilize associations to fill your calendar with more speaking. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, awesome. you guys will have the opportunity to share your tips in our group discussion as well. So if you're looking for more speaking engagements, I think we can all nod our heads yes to that one. You don't want to miss next week with our guests. Uh, super important. So every Wednesday, mark your calendars, 10 a.m. Pacific, 12 Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you're in any other time zone, you're going to need to look that up. But Whatever time you joined us today, that's uh, when we will be back next <laughs> Wednesday. Same time, same place. 
So really, that, that wraps up our show. So, so we were able to learn from Dean Hankey, who's produced, uh, you know, not produced, but he's actually done over 500 speaking engagements in a year. And we'll try to have uh, Ben Gay third back on another show because we missed him today. But we'll definitely try to have him back because he's also done over uh, 500 speaking engagements. So um, we got to learn how to add value, how to do more for the producer, how so that you keep getting acts back. Uh, you know, Michelle, I mean, you're just amazing. Like, I, I love the whole knowing the audience and, and being really in tune with them and then just showing up and being the expert. That was like a, a brilliant, a brilliant add in. So we're excited to have you guys back next week. And so I think we'll just go ahead and sign off. This is uh, Sabrina Gibson. And Michelle Schaefer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is the Speaker Show and Tell. And it's a, a show designed by speakers for speakers so that you can land more speaking engagements, close more from the stage, and generate a much, 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 much bigger audience. So until next time, we'll see you guys on the flip side.